0: Lance, do we have you on the line?
1: Yes, you do. Good evening to you.
0: Good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us, Lance. Um, Just as we kick off here, uh, briefly, uh, the work of the uh, AIDC, uh, for many of us who might not be familiar with it, uh, what is the Automotive Industry Development Centre and uh, I guess what role does it play in providing support to many auto investors uh, in line, I guess, with our own industrial policy objectives here in South Africa?
1: All right. Thank you. And uh, once again, good evening to you and your listeners. Uh, I think it would be remiss if I don't say uh, congratulations. Also, a heartfelt congratulations to the box uh, at the Automotive Industry Development Center. We've uh, supported them uh, all along the journey with the World Cup, and mm-hmm. uh, we're very proud of uh, the achievement that we have and uh, have celebrated indeed uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Oh. The uh, Automotive Industry Development Center essentially has been established in order to improve the competitiveness of the automotive sector. Uh, whilst we are housing based, we are subsidiary of the housing growth and development agency. And uh, the development is intent on ensuring that uh, various focus areas of competitiveness are addressed. These include supplier development, skills development, by and large enterprise development, and ensuring also that we bring the requisite investment. To support the automotive sector and the necessary growth that it requires over the foreseeable future, so a very exciting sector to be in, and uh, we're very proud also of the uh, the large-scale investment that has been proposed and has been uh, included as part of the, uh, the trajectory over the next coming period.
0: Mm-hmm. Just talk to us briefly, uh, you know, I guess about uh, the uh, transition now from. Uh, how you were organized as a, as a subsidiary of the GGDA to uh, the uh, promulgation of this particular SEZ. Uh, what is that going to change about how you, you do your work?
1: Well, right, so essentially, I think uh, how we work is it's going to give a much grander scale of what we are doing. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, a number of the uh, programs that we've run over the uh, recent years. Mm. These include areas of incubation where we really recognize that There were significant barriers to entry to ensure that we bring new entrants into the market, that we gravitate suppliers that are straddling in the small makeup in terms of the manufacturing into the large tier one, which supplies the mega components into the automotive OEM. And I think that is a significant area that the analytics is played in. So as far as we're concerned, what we are intent on doing, ensuring that we support what is referred to as the South African Automotive Master Plan uh, this is essentially the architecture between government and industry to ensure that we grow our manufacturing output. The in- intention is, is that we grow to 1% of world production, which will take us in the order of 1.2 million. Currently, we're struggling just under 600,000. And secondly, that we double the employment output, which is quite a significant challenge, but I believe that given the the commitments that have been made by the respective OEMs, the ADC is poised to deliver on that. And we're very excited to see significant developments over the the next, uh, let's call it four and a half year period within the administration.
0: Mm-hmm. And I guess we've seen, Lance, in many other places across the world. I mean, I think of Shenzhen uh, in China in particular, where uh, the configuration of SEZs uh, not only, I guess, uh, benefits from clustering, uh, but also is able to bring uh, all of the services, administrative and, uh, I guess, regulatory tools uh, or compliance issues that uh, many investors want to overcome, bringing these closer to these investors and making that process more convenient. Well, what's in it here for many of those investors uh, by way of, I guess, navigating uh, what sometimes is a complex regulatory environment?
1: Absolutely. And uh, the, the entire notion is to ensure that we reduce the, the regulatory burden that we ensure that we speed up the pace of investment. Uh, I've been with the organization now since uh, February, and I can tell you that the words from the OEMs in respect of meeting the various CEOs seems to be a common denominator that we need agility, we need to ensure that uh, the issues of the regulatory burden is, is resolved. And uh, you've mentioned a very good example of how uh, a country can ensure that it evolves itself, so that it develops suitable ecosystems that can support the, uh, the various sectors. Automotive in South Africa, we're very proud of this. The automotive SEZ is a first for South Africa and indeed a first for Africa as well. So there will be a number of, of very significant milestones that will be announced over the coming period, but we're very, very proud of the amount of investment that has certainly been geared towards this in terms of supplies that will be setting up there. And I think that this will be a model as well for South Africa as when you bring the public and private sector together and and foster sound intergovernment relations, that you can actually develop these type of of initiatives in a very very mm. seamless fashion.
0: Okay, Lance, I want us to pause there for a second. I'm going to take a quick spot break, but when we come back. We continue with our conversation and maybe speak about, I guess, some of the uh, notable tenants that you're going to have here at this SEZ. And uh, more importantly, uh, I guess, what this then means for the communities around this area and uh, even some of the component suppliers uh, who one uh, thinks uh, will uh, be uh, impacted positively by this particular.
1: Looking forward to that.
0: Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. and uh, uh, tuned in to our business wrap here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we're taking a look uh, along, uh, I guess, on the sidelines, I should say, of the SA Investment Conference, uh, which uh, came to a close uh, earlier on uh, this uh, afternoon at uh, uh, the uh, launch of uh, the Tswane Automotive uh, Special Economic Zone, uh, which uh, was launched uh, briefly ahead of the uh, SA Investment Conference, uh, which started on the 5th uh, two days ago. And I'm joined by the CEO of AIDC, a subsidiary of the GGDA, uh, which has been tasked to deliver the Tuane Automotive SEZ on behalf of the Gauteng Provincial go- Government. Now, uh, Lance Schultz is the CEO there. And Lance, I guess the big question that many people and many of our own uh, 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 Listeners here might be asking themselves is uh, what is this going to mean for many of uh, the communities around uh, this particular SEZ uh, in uh, Tswane, might be Namapius, might be Mamelodi, or many other uh, communities there by way of jobs. And uh, more importantly, uh, I guess also for the uh, component supply industry uh, that uh, right up until now has fed into the production processes of many OEMs there.
1: Thank you very much. I think that uh, the approach from government has been quite intentional uh, in that there's a significant amount of investment that's provided. Phase one, we expect in the order of $1.6 billion to ensure that we provide the bulk infrastructure as well as the top structure for, for buildings and that we ensure that the, the necessary aspects of socio-economic development is in fact uh, achieved as part of this. There was a very comprehensive due diligence exercise undertaken And in fact, uh, that due diligence uh, resulted in government having a resounding view that the necessary jobs and multipliers of the automotive sector will be achieved. We had subsequently also had community uh, or a community engagement session and it was agreed that uh, not only will we ensure that during construction that jobs will be provided, 30 percent worth of local uh, jobs and uh, also part of the contracting will be awarded to the respective communities, and I think that that has been met with an overwhelming support. Uh, Ford, who are obviously uh, have got their tenants taking up first occupation, have also been very intentional in stating that they are wanting to ensure that we provide jobs, taking account of the current uh, constraints that we have in the economy in terms Mm -hmm. of creating opportunities for youth and creating opportunities for women as well. So we expect that there will be in the order of about 6,430 jobs that will be created for, for phase one, which is highly significant. And added to that would also be the indirect jobs in terms of the construction, the indirect jobs that will be created in terms of further value add in the, the value chain, and added to that is also the induced jobs. So we believe that we've, we've got a sound opportunity to certainly change the lives of our people. Mm. And uh, I must also state that uh, what we're very excited about is whilst this development is significant in itself. It's actually part of an entire master plan referred to as the Tswane Automotive City. And as you had mentioned, what had happened in China, we'll be changing the lives because of, of spatial development uh, inefficiencies that we've had due to uh, past that. What we're trying to do is ensure that people have the live, work, and play concept where they can be in close proximity to their work and they can have all the necessary amenities and providing infrastructure, including uh, uh, transport, Transported to ensure that they can cohabit and, and get to their places of work in a seamless fashion. So I think there's a number of of things that's going to come out of the SEZ which we're excited about.
0: Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about uh, some of the component suppliers here, because we do know that uh, I guess one of the you know main benefits of having an SEZ type approach is uh, to benefit from uh, you know uh, the cluster effects and the network effects that come with co-locating or even within close proximity locating. Uh, Component suppliers and some of the OEMs here. Um, Are are you looking at doing something similar here and what is that going to mean for some of the component suppliers?
1: All right, so the proximity of the park is is, uh, quite important as well. Uh, OEMs internationally will want to ensure that they've got uh, very close proximity, what's referred to as the hub and spoke concept, where they want to have the suppliers do it in a just in time and just in sequence basis to meet their timing requirements. So the the suppliers that we've got, we've got a wide range of of suppliers. And, in fact, you might have heard the president announce on Tuesday that we had nine suppliers for phase one, Mm. which he's oversubscribed at this point in time. It's fortunate you're speaking to me because the numbers are changing literally daily. And I can confirm now for for the listeners that we've actually got 10 suppliers confirmed uh, for the first phase, which includes the black industrialists. We want to try and ensure that they unlock that benefit and opportunity Full uh, uh, black industrialists in the country as well, mm. and we've also got an additional three. So with it being oversubscribed, it's require, requiring of us to actually develop phase two and phase three in a, in a very quick fashion, uh, uh, almost in tandem just after the development of of phase one has occurred. So we, I think the the investment in that is going to be quite significant as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Last one on my end uh, before I let you go, Lance, uh, and I guess. You know, having organized um, or I guess influenced uh, some of these OEMs to organize their production in this kind of fashion, we we do know much of the work also that uh, AIDC has done historically is to also provide trainings upskilling or reskilling or skilling uh, opportunities for many young people uh, yeah. uh, what impact is this now this the introduction of this new SEZ going to have uh, on that training and more importantly i mean tech and uh, other forms of transfer i mean many of these oems have a lot of intellectual property and have done extensive r&d uh, that uh, potentially we could benefit from uh, how are we going to make sure that some of that technology and some of those skills are transferred
1: all right, so if I can uh, touch on the skills uh, element first. Mm. I think we are extremely intentional on in ensuring that uh, that we are going to focus our programs and doing and that to ensure that we're bringing young people, particularly women, particularly young people that will come into the the, uh, the value chain and that we provide the necessary training to ensure that uh, they can be taken into permanent jobs. And that's very really important for us. So we're not talking about temporary or we're not talking about jobs that will be short term. We're talking about permanent jobs. Uh, we've certainly got the capacity to do that. We've got uh, already very successful learning centers. We've also got very successful incubation centers. And, of course, we've got the Automotive Supply Park in Roslyn, uh, which will act as a feeder in terms of skills. We've also got a partnership with various other um, government agencies. Masita, um, I think, is quite important as well. So we in a formative stage of discussion, but we're going to ensure that we get the necessary numbers of youth Mm. And uh, as I said, there's going to be a very strong drive to ensure that uh, we we bring the the necessary uh, complement of of, uh, women into this as well. Mm. The second aspect that you had uh, mentioned is with you to, how do we ensure also that uh, uh, the investment is geared? We're going to have a very sound set of community engagements to ensure that uh, we bring the right set of of opportunities. And uh, once that is identified, we'll ensure that it goes into the right place so that it actually benefits our people. And that's going to be quite a strong focus with regard to this development as well.
0: Okay. Lance, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening, and uh, kudos to you and your team uh, for bringing this one across the line. We'll certainly be watching closely, of course, some of the progress and uh, some of the investments uh, that are going to be made in this particular SEZ. Uh, that there was uh, Lance Skultz. he is the CEO at uh, the Alt- uh, uh, Automotive Industry uh, Development Centre, the AIDC, they're a subsidiary of the GGDA, and uh, they are the operator of uh, the Twane Automotive SEZ. Uh, which which was launched prior to the start of the SA investment conference. And of course, uh, we're taking a look at that as part of our business wrap.